Hello and welcome. My name is Liva Bonnevi and this is a bonus segment growing out of episode 4 from Clan of the Horses, a podcast about horses and horse people. Here Dave Thin will give you a practical introduction to the Feldenkrais method. And to get the most out of this episode, please find a place where you can spend 30 minutes on the floor without being interrupted. So press pause and get settled. And then all you have to do is press play and listen. So uh, I've agreed to do a little bonus lesson for all of you. Um, I didn't need much convincing. I love teaching this work. So uh, thanks for tuning in about how you can learn a little bit about Feldenkrais today and what it is that I'm teaching within the horse world, but we'll do some beginner and easy movements that we, I think, can help just about everybody. So what I'm going to recommend, assuming that you know nothing about Feldenkrais, is that um, we're going to find a hard ground to lay on. And what I mean by that is either a carpet or you can put you know, a rug down, uh, but not on your bed unless you have pain. And the reason for that is we're going to be using the ground to give us feedback of how our skeleton takes contact with the ground. So make yourselves comfortable. You may also choose to make sure you're warm depending where you are as you want to be comfortable. So if you need a blanket on top of you, uh, if you need anything for your head, please no big pillows. You can take uh, some foam gardening pads, one or two, just to elevate slightly if you feel your head is falling backwards or maybe even a book or two. And you can remove them as we go along. So once you're settled, laying down, long legs, you can bend your legs if you have any back issues. But we're going to settle down. I'll give the lesson as if you're laying down with long legs. So the first thing that we want to notice is how does your body take contact with the ground today? This may have something to do with what you've been doing earlier, how you slept, or maybe a more long-term pattern. So this is what we call a scan. So we can start with your feet or your head or your pelvis. It doesn't really matter. And the reason I say it like that is for you personally, what comes to your attention when I ask what lies most heavily or more clearly into the ground. So we're using the ground somewhat like a mirror to get a clear and accurate reflection of various parts of the back of us. So I'm not asking that anyone should know exactly where everything is, but by Okay, I feel one hip that's a bit heavier on one side of the pelvis, a little bit more into the ground. Something with the head is a bit tilted to one side or the other. So whether it's a rolling in the head or even a side bend. And of course, by now we know that I'm not giving any demonstrations. I'm only a voice in the room. You may do it with your eyes closed or open. And I would encourage all of you to alternate to feel the experience. I will discourage any type of abrupt getting up 
off the ground who were laying down to be out of gravity. And of course, make sure that you feel that you're in a safe environment and warm and comfortable or not too hot if it's summer. So let's begin to notice how our left foot touches the ground. And by the left foot, most likely you'll feel something on the heel part of your foot. And depending on where the toes are pointing in relation to the ceiling or the, corner in the, the corners in the room, we will have more or less contact on the side of the ball-like feeling of the heel, a little bit to the left, a bit to the right, a bit to the middle. And you can move your toes a little bit just to get a feeling of, well, if I move my toes to the left or to the right, how does the contact on this soft but firm ball change? And what do I feel that's sort of fleshy and what feels like bone? Now compare that to your right foot. What's different? Which foot or leg feels more open? By open, I mean away from your middle and also possibly pointing a bit more towards one corner of the room. And from there, you can begin to roll your left foot a little bit like uh, moving on a clock, but from one side from three o'clock to nine o'clock, so a half circle. Just move your foot, your toes in the air. And notice as you move your foot, does something happen in your lower leg? Does something happen in your knee? And even further up in your femur, all the way up to your hip. So rolling the legs are gently, softly, side to side. See if you can think of rolling the leg as if you're rolling a log. So moving from the middle, millimeters and centimeters and not large movements and see about what muscles can you let go of. So we're practicing how to move. Of course, some muscles are working, but how much can we let go of? And how much can we do with the smallest of intention Maybe our breathing is helping us, the timing of the breath. Maybe there's something with the eyes. Just noticing how things change. Now that you've done that on the left leg, can you begin to do the same movement on the right leg? Just a little bit of left and right very slowly. And pause. Come back to the left leg. Is it smoother and easier? because of this one or two minute long process that we did on the left leg. Let's do more on the left leg to improve that even more. Please begin to flex your ankle so that you very softly point the toes down toward the ground in front of you, therefore lengthening the front of your left leg and shortening the Achilles area. And now reverse that roll, lengthen your Achilles downwards and bring your toes towards in the direction of your knee. So moving down and up, making this as soft, as comfortable 
and maybe even a luxurious or delicious feeling. What is comfortable to you in this movement? And maybe even as close to just imagining it. So it doesn't have to be a deliberate movement. It's just the idea of something lengthens, something shortens. Leave that alone. Now try to make that log rolling left to right, right to left movement again with the foot, using your toes, using your ankle, and see how that small movement has improved. Is anything different? Leave the leg alone, let gravity take place, and compare your left leg to your right leg. Does one leg want to follow gravity a little more, meaning that the toes of the left foot perhaps point a little bit more to the left or sort of fall the whole leg perhaps? Maybe, maybe not. But compare that to the right foot. So we all start with one leg that's gonna to wanna to be more open or if we call it closed with the toes pointing more towards the ceiling. So it may be that your personal tendency is that the left leg was more open or rolled to the left, or that it would want it to be positioned that you keep it pointing straight towards the ceiling with the knee, with the hip, with the foot. What does your right foot want to do compared to the left? Now continue to make the Comparison, right and left, left and right, a very soft movement, left and right. Maybe checking in with the flexion and extension of the ankle. And leave that alone. So we can go further up now towards the pelvis. Of course, in this few minutes that we've already been working, there would have been some changes. But if your pelvis was a bowl or a ball, do you sense that it's rolled a little bit to the left or to the right? It's not exactly the same, but if you were sitting in the saddle, do you think you would be heavier on the right or the left? Or perhaps turned a little bit into a circling right or left positioning. And if you sense something, can you compare it or fill in the blanks of what else is happening in your body? by comparing what you already know about your legs. So if the one leg is possibly a little heavier, rolled open versus not, perhaps one leg feels longer and one feels shorter. And where are your hip joints? Roll your logs, your both legs, one at a time and try to locate internally your hip joint. This is not something we can palpate, and it's usually misunderstood where the hip joint is. So for that type of learning, yes, I could encourage trying to um, look it up, but internally learning your anatomy, how does it feel to roll your leg? And then maybe at a certain point you feel the upper leg because the knee is moving, the thigh bone or the femur starts to rotate. And therefore, at the other end of this, there's a rolling or movement like a ball of the hip joint. 
And if you don't sense it, maybe you can imagine that movement that follows the movement of the leg. Leave that alone for a moment, just rest. We do rest in this type of work where it seems like we're doing nothing because the nervous system has to be given the opportunity to really sense and to feel and notice if anything is changing and therefore decide whether to update or improve or change. Some people get very tired from doing this type of work, even though it's very easy. Yes, possibly because we're very relaxed as we do it, uh, but a lot of a lot of heavy duty lessons, which this is not one, can actually create a lot of change to the nervous system where the system should be given a chance to rest. But again, this is not one of those lessons. Now, moving up, how does your spine take contact with the ground? If you wish at this point, you can slowly bend your legs. As your legs are bent, how does your contact change with your lower back? And if you wanna compare that when we're done with this lesson, you can see for yourself the bent legs would change the lower back or the natural curves versus long legs. And going ahead, checking in with your spine in general, which vertebrae can you possibly sense, individual vertebrae? Maybe, maybe not. What general areas of your back touch the ground? And do you sense any type of curve to your spine or rotation? And maybe you know this because of previous knowledge or you sense that one hip is higher, one shoulder is higher or lower. So you're sort of filling out the map. But returning to the back of your body, what do you feel about your shoulder girdle, your shoulder blades? Which one is heavier, a little more into the ground? And then make your way up to the curves of your neck, coming away from the ground up to your head. Do you feel that your head is possibly rolled a little to the right or to the left? Can you allow the weight of your head to be given to the ground and therefore let go of the muscles that you generally tend to hold? Please begin to roll your head very gently, very softly from the middle to one direction. So the reason I say one direction instead of left or right, it's whichever one you wish to do. So we're gonna roll the head a few millimeters, a few centimeters, and then focusing on the quality back to the middle. Rest fully and then begin the process once more. And notice if your breath is part of this little exploration or not. If your eyes are closed, do they still move or not? And try with your eyes open if they were closed. And notice if eye movement can lead or organize what we're doing, or is it already there, this sort of primitive wiring? 
Usually we choose to roll the head to decide that we're more comfortable. We have a preference to turn, to look behind us, to the left or to the right. It shows up in our gait when we're walking, the movement of the head and the shoulders, the arm swinging. And of course it has impact on how we use our legs and our hips. And in riding it's obvious as well. Please begin to roll your head in the opposite direction and try to notice what is different about this direction. Possibly learning about why did I choose the first direction? Is one way a little bit more easy? A little bit sort of rolling downhill or smooth versus the other? You can compare both sides. Gently moving through the middle, allowing yourself to just roll within a zone that's soft. So no stretching, no trying to achieve, not going far, less is more. So we reduce the effort to be able to notice more. Reduce the effort even more, almost on a 1% level of effort. Maybe just imagine it because you can't actually separate imagining movement without something happening. So please begin to imagine rolling your head from the middle to your original side. Notice how it is to come back in your imagination and now to explore the opposite movement of rolling in your imagination. While you do this, notice that is in your imagination, is it easy? Can you imagine it to be easy, a wonderful, easy, supple, pleasurable experience? One that might even make you smile to roll your head. Now, if your eyes are not open, please open your eyes. And can we now find this magical place that's not quite imagining, but it's also not doing? So something we call doing and not doing. Can you do and not do while you roll your head? Allow your jaw to be soft, your tongue to be soft, your eyes to be soft, and rest. Lengthen your legs. Has anything changed in this short introductory lesson in the way your body takes contact with the ground? I didn't ask this question earlier, but how is your breathing? How do you sense your general sense of comfort? If you had any discomfort anywhere, does it feel different? If you noticed that you were quote crooked or perhaps one leg was long or one arm was long or you were perhaps rolled to the side, has something changed? Maybe, maybe not. Do you sense that you're perhaps a little wider, heavier, more into the ground? Or a little more relaxed, perhaps more ready to get on your horse and be the calmest version of a leader you could imagine. Please check in once more with the log rolling, that's the long legs, and just see if something's improved in the legs. Of course, when we move the leg, the lower back is moving as well. 
is it possible that moving the top of the spine improves the function of the lower half of ourselves? And generally, uh, what happens is that ankle movement and tension or lack of the tension, by improving the lower or the ankle, we improve our lower half of our body. By improving the function of our pole, our atlas, more or less of that, what we've been doing with the head rolling, the jaw, saying yes or no, that function, it'll reduce the tone of your arms so you could have better contact when you ride. It will improve function of the upper half of the body. So in this short lesson, we learned a bit about where our body is and hopefully increased the level of suppleness, comfort, and tended to ourselves in a way that maybe we don't get to do very often. And perhaps a way of learning that we haven't used since we were toddlers. So very gently, please bend one leg and slowly push yourself casually, lazily come up to sit and to make sure that you're not dizzy in any way. Slowly come up to stand, perhaps turning and spiraling so that we, and notice what are your eyes doing as you get up? Come up to stand. And how do your feet take contact with the ground? This was an experiment that I didn't ask to do at the beginning, but now that you know the process of a scan, how does your body take contact with the ground? Left to right, right to left. How is the head carried by the rest of you? Meaning your spine, the pelvis, your legs. Do you feel more grounded, softer? What do your feet feel like as you stand, your ankles, your knees, your jaw? Please go for a little bit of a walk. And that'll be it for today. Thank you very much. You have just heard a bonus segment from episode four from Clan of the Horses, a podcast about horses and horse people. May the horse be forever with you.